Summoning demons again? No, not, not, not again. <sighs> we talked about this. Okay. <laughs> in front of all the nice people at home too. Too too this, this too spoopy. Too spoopy. I'll put away my magic book with the green smoky thing <laughs> coming out of it. <laughs> the blobby thing. The blobby thing. Anyway, uh, welcome to Threepcast, episode oh. eight. Welcome. Ooh. Welcome. Um, uh, I'm Elliot. I'm Anton. I'm known by many things, but today I'm known as Alex. And on this Halloween episode of Threepcast, we're going to be talking about the Sierra classic adventure game Phantasmagoria. <laughs> and we're also going to be covering some adventure game news, uh, catching up on people's lives and such. And other assorted fun things. All those things. Or none of those things. Or none of those things. Goodbye, everybody! (laughs) (laughs) That'd be the best episode. That'd be the best. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm going back to bed. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so yeah, how have you guys been for the last month? Uh, Who wants to go first? You go first. Yeah. I, I want to go. I was planning on going last because I I have like three stories I want to tell. Well, I like talking about myself, so I'll go first. Okay, go. Um, basically, I have been working on my thesis, which I'm supposed to defend on the tenth, and also um, trying to work on job applications, but that's kind of frozen. Ah, the end. Also, I played some spoopy Halloween game, but you know whatever. Phantasmagoria. Yeah. Ooh. Cool, cool. Uh, Alex, how has yes. your month been? Well, I've been. I'm still. I'm still in the blizzard. This... I, <laughs> I, uh, I've equipped myself with many, many weaponries to combat in the the blizzard. Do you live Alex. in an igloo? Uh, yes. <laughs> Alex, how many days till StarCraft 2? Uh, let's see, hold on, let's count it up. 
We got dun, dun, one, dun, dun, two, dun, 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 three, four, five. You can cut this out. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We'll leave it in. <laughs> we leave. We, eight, four, we cut nothing. Fifteen out. more days until the release of StarCraft oh, Two: Legacy two of the weeks. Void. But for those at home, it's going to be not the same date, probably. So remember, it's coming out November ten, kids. Buy it today. Is that the wow. same? This is the same day as my thesis. <gasps> I'll just have to, like, thesis StarCraft Two. I'll defend my thesis and come home and play StarCraft Two. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, all right, so uh, my month. Um, so I went to see The Martian, mm-hmm. which was cool. Uh, the only reason I'm bringing it up on an adventure game podcast is because uh, The Martian is somewhat tangentially related to a, the topic of adventure games. Is um, it like you're watching himself an adventure game on screen? That's why it's so boring. I mean, kind <laughs> oh. of, but more more directly related. Um, Is Matt Damon in Phantasmagoria? Tec- no. Uh, <laughs> two uh, text adventure games get brought up in the movie, which oh. uh, really impressed me and surprised me that they uh, <laughs> that they went and dug up two actual games to reference. Oh, well, the, was it was it Hearthstone the, and no 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 oh. Now it's about the middle of the movie. He's uh, he's going through. Sorry, this is minor spoilers, but not really. Um, you can skip ahead by about a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going through one of the astronauts' things after he gets stranded on Mars, and he finds uh, he's, he's like going through his stuff, and he finds some text adventure games amongst her belongings. One mm-hmm. of them is Zork Two, and the other one is Leather Goddesses of Phobos, which are both Infocom games. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And I was sitting there in the theater laughing, thinking, I recognize both of these games. I wonder how many other people in this theater know both of those titles. <laughs> I, haven't, I did. What was the second one again? Leather Goddesses of Phobos. I have never <laughs> heard of this. <laughs> we should play it for the podcast. Oh, next week. It sounds in. wholesome. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, um, besides that, it was a really good movie. Um, I would highly recommend it. Not just for adventure game references. Um... Okay, so that was story number one. Story number two is, um, I don't want to say the name of the game in case this doesn't pan out, <laughs> but uh, there's a small chance that I'm going to be doing voiceover work for an adventure game. Ooh. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of want to keep it hush-hush in case, like I said, it doesn't keep, pan keep out. Keep it on the hush-hush. Yeah. Can you give yeah. me some rad spoilers? If you listen to the podcast backwards, then you'll you'll hear <laughs> yeah, right there. That's where you listen. Exactly. <gasps> so anyway, that's kind of cool. Um, if it pans out, they they liked the the first demo that I sent them. They said that the voice sounded good, but you know we're having some uh, there some minor microphone issues, and I hadn't heard back from them finally on whether or not I got the part. So <laughs> if it turns out that I get it, I will update you guys on what yeah. this is. So <laughs> and so story number three. Um, this kind of bleeds over into the news section, but um, recently, uh, Day of the Tentacle Special Edition, or I guess now it's called Day of the Tentacle Remastered, was uh, premiered at IndieCade in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And um, this just so happened to coincide with me uh, taking a uh, three-day weekend trip out to California to visit Elizabeth at Stanford. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of bemoaning the fact that I'd be all the way up in the Bay Area and <laughs> Everybody's going to be seeing Day of the Tentacle remastered for the first time down uh-huh. in Los Angeles. I'm like, man, it's not fair. 
ask Elizabeth if we could just drive down to Los Angeles. <laughs> so anyway, I, um, I decided, you... oh, well, you know, whatever. Oh. No, we didn't. Um, so I get on the plane, and for some reason this didn't click in my brain the night before when I was whining about Day of the Tentacle, but I had layover in Los Angeles. Stop drinking. Uh, 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 uh. And um, once this clicks in my mind, the Day of the Tentacle is now only 20 minutes away from me. I'm thinking to myself, is there any possible way I could like reschedule my flight from Los Angeles to San Jose so that I could hang out for a few hours in Los Angeles playing Day of the Tentacle? And the more I thought about it, the more unrealistic it seemed because I'd have to get a rental car, I'd have to reschedule my mm-hmm. flight and pay hundreds of dollars to get a plane ticket at the last second. And then you're trusting, you know, American Airlines that they're not going to mess it up somehow. Mm-hmm. So I, I eventually decided that it wouldn't be worth it. Aww. I was this close to playing Day of the Tentacle remastered among among the first human beings to do so. So anyway, <laughs> um, I, go up, I go to San Jose, visit with Elizabeth. And um, we're kind of talking about Day of the Tentacle and Double Fine and stuff. And so I just casually ask, hey, I wonder how far away Double Fine's office is. <gasps> and so we go look it up on Google Maps. And uh, incidentally, um, we were going to go to a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum mm-hmm. for, for the afternoon, which is about 45 minutes north of where we were. And Double Fine offices were on the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So we decided, hey, let's do this. <laughs> So we get in the car. I have not we go heard up the to, story. We go up to San Francisco, and um, I'm actually surprised. Like, I didn't think that the offices would be just listed on Google, but mm-hmm. Elizabeth mm-hmm. typed in "double fine offices" into I, Google Maps, and it came up. I, I, and I went. I, I went and looked at one of the old. I thought you were going to say that. I was surprised how small the offices were. <laughs> well, no. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, she. It, it's it's public knowledge apparently on google mm-hmm. maps which surprised me i thought that they'd have a p.o box or something and their offices would be hidden mm-hmm. but i went and checked one of their old videos and it did look like the building matched oh man so we drive we drive into san francisco and we uh park and we go walk down the sidewalk and uh we find the office <sighs> and then uh we we peek in through the windows on the ground floor and it looks like it's one of their headquarter um conference rooms but i suspected that it wasn't it didn't look mm-hmm. double finey enough was so, it Tim Schafer's office? It. it didn't look, have enough gold in it, you know. Yeah, it didn't have enough gold-plated uh, <laughs> psychonauts, <laughs> hats. Psychonauts, psychonauts hats, right? <laughs> so we're like, well, see, I'm, I'm still a little unconvinced that we found the right building because mm-hmm. it looks kind of generic, and so we're like, well, let's go, well, let's, let's go up the. Uh, so the the actual entrance to the building was up on the second floor, so we're like, mm-hmm. well, let's just go up to the second floor and see if we can see anything through the windows. So we go up there. Um, and we go peek in through the glass, and I don't see anything. But then I turn my head to the right, and sure enough, there's this big plaque by the front door on the inside that shows all the businesses that are in- inside this building. And at the top of the list was Double Fine Productions. Oh, <laughs> did you go up and visit them? Uh, no, we, it was Saturday, so the uh, the offices were closed. Aww. But um, we, we made a little video about it. And, um, I haven't gotten around to editing it yet. It'll be up on Commander Crunchy soonish. This is yeah excellent. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um, we were regretting not being more bold after we left. Like, <laughs> I was joking later that we should have like, you know, should have written on the glass "Hi Tim," or, or left or left a note for him or something. Uh-huh. I think if we ever go back, we'll we'll probably try that. Listen to Threepcast. 
This is a new Threepcast. Yeah. Hi, Tim Schaefer, to be a Schaefer, regular Please listener. listen to Threepcast. <laughs> let's, just, let's just get an interview with, like, whoever runs their front desk. <laughs> How is it like? What's it like I, being I, the, the bouncer of Double Fine? <laughs> Do you have any adventure yeah, game tips? Yeah, I think... Yeah, in the future, we might try this on a, uh, a weekday. And see, mm-hmm. if, see if we can... I, I, yeah... I got a little nervous when this was happening just because they had all these signs that said the area was under video surveillance and yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. So, but yeah, we didn't get in trouble or anything like that. Yeah. Anyway. As far as you know. As far as I know. Yeah, we could be recording this from, like, a jail cell. That's true. I hadn't really thought about yeah, that. Yeah, you never know. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about some news. All right, so here's some news for the month of October. Um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, there is finally tangible evidence that Day of the Tentacle Remastered is a real existent thing. After uh, after mm-hmm. us coming up with all sorts of little scraps of news for months, mm-hmm. we finally have proof. Um, yay! Yay! So what did you guys think of the way that Day of the Tentacle Remastered looks? I'll let Anton go first. Oh, well... Uh, so I'm I'm happy that the game is being re-released, but I'm not not super enthusiastic about the way that it looks actually. Oh, really? Yeah, mostly because it just kind of has a blobby traced over look instead of like a, mm. a an original art look. And then there's some of the backgrounds right. that still you can still see pixels. It's like no, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's like at least see? with the Monkey Island special editions, they redid like all the character art and stuff. Right. This just kind of looks like yeah. they ran it through a blobby filter and it didn't make it all the way. <laughs> it does kind of look like um, that kind of pixel interpolation kind mm-hmm. of look that some old games have when you try to smooth out the pixels manually. Mm-hmm. But I, guess... I think it looks like a tad above that, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Well, like, yeah. When you when you actually look at the details, it actually does look a little bit better than just like a raw yeah. pixel interpolator. I think so. I guess the screenshot that was bothering me was in the laundry room with Bernard. Oh. There's like a, yeah, a, a one one of the pieces on, of paper yeah. on the wall is still pixely. I, I noticed that too. Some of the sw- some of the switches and things on the washing machine also, or the dryer. Right. The one underneath that. Yeah, this, I think this kind of confirms it that that the team that was doing Monkey Island one and two also did most of the art for this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it'll but. be cool that they redid refurbished all the sound effects and music and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear what the uh, soundtrack sounds like. Yeah, if they actually re-recorded all. That'll be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if they do, this is this is kind again? of like they found the original voice recordings like in high quality. Right. Which is oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool that all that still existed. Um, this is me being the obsessed Day of the Tentacle fan that I am. But if you notice on the screenshots that they released. That because of the dimensions of the original game weren't sixteen by nine, mm-hmm. this version actually has a little bit of extra background on the left and right of each screen. Uh. So like so like in uh, Bernard's apartment or or by the Sludgeomatic, there's actually a little bit of extra space on the screen that didn't exist before. So is that filled in or is it blank? Oh yeah, it's like it's extra. I mean, there's nothing really cool on the left or the right, but it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still it's yeah. a little bit bigger. 
That is cool. So I thought I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool. Um, I like that. Sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree about the art that it's not super impressive, but mm-hmm. I mean, on the on the other hand, it's like they they pretty much exactly preserved the look of the game. I mean, yeah. even though they didn't go in any new directions, it looks pretty much exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I guess so, I'm, I mean, I'm just so much a of a thing. pixel art fan. I feel like a lot of times when they res it up, it loses a lot of character. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um, oh, well. Yeah, I mean, regardless, they're re-releasing the game. Yes, so. exactly. And I mean, it's going to look it's gonna look decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I'll I, buy I'm, it. I'll buy it. You I should buy it, too. So, wait. So, wait. Are there screenshots or confirmation that Maniac Mansion is in the game? And is it also... Um, Retouch. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't remember where I read this because there was like a big flurry of Dave the Tentacle articles on Saturday. One of them said they talked to Tim Schafer and he confirmed that Maniac Mansion would still be there as a game within a game. <sighs> that's, that's good. So, Either way, they decided to do it. Probably what they're going to do is they're going to put a little, uh, like old computer screen border around it, and have it still look the same. Yeah, <laughs> probably. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah. that would make sense just in the context of the mm. game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's day of the tentacle. <laughs> what? Oh, we're all just saying. Uh huh. Alex uh-huh. was saying mm-hmm uh-huh. a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So Minecraft uh, story mode came out. Mm-hmm. Everyone hated it. <laughs> what? No. Well, I I just saw good reviews. Oh, okay. I did too. I, what sites have you been going to? I've only seen bad reviews. Have you been going to Grump I've Games? I've only seen two Inc. reviews. Oh. What? I didn't specifically what? go looking for reviews, though. I, I saw a review on Game Trailers that didn't like it, and oh. a review on... Maybe it wasn't Game Trailers. I can't remember. I think, but I think Games Radar liked it. Mm-hmm. Seems like it was generally favorable. I, I didn't... I mean, I haven't really been following it that closely. Just, I mean, it's Telltale. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you kind of know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will play it in the year 2018 when we get through our queue. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it on the queue somewhere. <laughs> somewhere uh, in the distant future. It looks like, yeah. It looks like Adventure Gamers hasn't reviewed it yet. So, I, I heard there's a cute pig in it. So that's good. That makes. I heard game that it had blocks in it. I heard it had blockmans. No way. Yahweh. Cool. I heard it was great. All right. <laughs> Anton, did you have some adventure game news? I got some news. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, some games came out, I guess. Okay, what came out? That was some great news, Anton. Good job. <laughs> the one that looks cool is Read Only Memories. Oh, Ooh, which is, what is a, that about? A, a an NES styled cyberpunk adventure game. Okay, I like how that sounds. It's set in Neo San Francisco <laughs> in the year twenty sixty four AD. Uh, and I just like, watched the like trailer, all good cyberpunk. It's kind of like Phoenix, right? You go wander around and you talk to people, have conversations, use items on them. It's mm-hmm. cyberpunk. You should play it. Yeah, I saw the trailer a few weeks ago, and I thought it looked really cool. The trailer is really cool. It was like 80s-style trailer. Right, they put a VCR filter. Yeah, Yeah, it was a VHS filter on the trailer, and I was kind of wishing that the actual game had that same VHS filter all the way through it. 
Mm-hmm. But it probably doesn't. Nah, it doesn't. I saw people telling them that in the comments, and they're like, oh, we never thought of that. <laughs> but it looks I, really I, cool. I'd I'm excited game. to play it as soon as I can get, get the chance. When does it come? Is it already out? It is out right now for Sweet. only 15 of your dollars. What? That's, yeah. a, that's a good bargain. We'll get around to We'll probably get around to it by the actual year 2064. Exactly. So uh-huh. look forward to that in the year 2064. Cool game. Read only memories. There's a robot that also appears in Duck Game, I guess. <laughs> Second bit everybody of news, loves Duck Game. There's uh-huh. a game named Murder, a short story <sighs> by Peter Moorhead and Curve Digital, which is also an adventure game that is cyberpunk and also mm-hmm. came out this month. Moorhead? More like Whoa. less head. <laughs> so, uh, I heard it was only 30 minutes long and not that great. But it's also only three dollars, <laughs> and it looks very flavorful. So if you if you're willing to take the chance on a potentially mediocre game with with apparent flavor, <laughs> <laughs> then you should check it out. I guess. Less o- only three dollars. So how can you go wrong with three dollars? You, can, you can't. You can go really wrong with three dollars. Like, think could... about how many how many games that you would buy on a Steam sale for three dollars. That's like I one, know. and this isn't even on sale. You know, I, I just realized I probably should have mentioned back when we were talking about what I did this week that I beat the entirety <laughs> of Half Life Two. Just, oh dang! Just in this That's... last week. Yeah, it was in the t- a total of like two and a half weeks. Okay, but it's cool. a kind of an adventure game, so maybe. They're puzzles. There's running around. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, some people consider Portal One and Portal Two as adventure games. Mm-hmm. Where, where does this it is stop? definitely less of an adventure game than Portal. Hmm. Yeah, it's more of a focus on shoot things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So yeah, that's the news. <laughs> Can we play the the news song backwards at the end of the news? <laughs> Um, okay, cool. So uh, we are going to go to a break. Um, Anton, uh, decide for me what the break is going to be. We have two options. Okay. We have a 1995 uh, television interview with Roberta Williams talking about the making of Phantasmagoria. <laughs> or we have random audio bites from the Japanese Sega Saturn Phantasmagoria <laughs> dub oh, fan- called Phantasm. There are no good choices here. I think the interview would be more 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 informative for the listeners. Okay, but, but so I can you... confirm that the Japanese audio is worth looking up because it's pretty great. Watashi wa Zoltan. Noni. It enhances the game quite significantly, even if I couldn't <laughs> tell what was going on just watching it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're gonna go to a break. Enjoy this interview with Roberta Williams on the making of Phantasmagoria. Enjoy. This is Oakhurst, California, right in the middle of redneck cowboy country. The kind of place where if the police catch you speeding, they just take you into a field and say, go on, try and get my gun. It's here, in a new multi-million pound studio, that a spang the new CD-ROM game is being filmed, Phantasmagoria. The game could prove to be the goriest one of all time, but it all started with a piece of paper and a bloke called Bill. 
Now these are some of the actual drawings from Phantasmagoria. Yes, these are the, the, the concept sketches. I'll begin uh, uh, concepting an area and uh, let it develop kind of slowly and uh, work um, with our technical people to make sure that in fact this can be uh, constructed and made. In, in FMV adventures in the past, some of the acting has been a little bit how shall I say, cheesy. Mm -hmm. uh, what are the actors like in Phantasmagoria? Oh, no, these are very professional people. This is not like uh, other things that you've seen. Jimmy Hill. Anyway, I headed over to the studio to check it out and found the two lead actors going through their paces. She fancied me immediately, but then her bloke was grumpy. Don, let's leave. Please. We've got to get out of here. Look what this, this place is doing to you. Leave? Leave. They begged me to interview them, but I said I'll only do it if I can sit on a picnic blanket. How different was it, like, doing a CD-ROM game acting as opposed to TV and film? It's quite different. It's, it's a lot more technical. Much more technical. We'll be in the middle of the scene and doing something, and they'll go, wait a minute, your arm's in the wall. <laughs> Which wall is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to completely use your imagination for everything because you have nothing there but, you know, just the other actor. Yeah. Having done it, what do you prefer? Or maybe you shouldn't say it. Oh, see, you wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hands down. This was all getting a bit too nicey-nicey for me, so I headed off for some light relief in some toilet somewhere. Now, she obviously slaps it on with a trowel, whereas uh, this lady here, this is actually Judy Finnegan without her makeup on. And this girl, actually, she's in two minds about the whole thing. Strangely aroused by what I'd seen, I set off to confront head honcho Roberta Williams, and I asked her if it was big and clever for a bird to make a gruesome game. Um... I don't, I, I don't think of it as gruesome, um, it's horror, you know, horror is a horrible subject, horror is scary, you know, horror haunted, like a haunted house, but I really think of it more as a, a thriller, you know, it, it, it's a thriller, it's a, uh, it, it is a scary story, but, but gruesome isn't a word, you know, that I, I think of in terms of phantasmagoria. Right, ballocks to that then, we'll just have to resort to that other mainstay of late night telly instead. Okay, so we're back. Um, so oh, that, that was a long interview. Yeah, it was quite tiresome. Uh, Gosh, golly. Um, I, I don't think we have any other way of procrastinating about this. Um, <laughs> it's time to jump in headlong yes. into Phantasmagoria. Yes. The 1995 <sighs> Sierra horror point and click adventure game. Was it Sierra? Did Sierra make this? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh. Well, they were, they, yeah. They were on the okay. cutting edge. They were trying. Okay, okay. Let's let's keep hold hold back for now. We got we got to do Wikipedia reading. Wikipedia. How many sec How many seconds do you want? Do, do we have a Wikipedia song? <gasps> yes, we do. do, 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 do Wikipedia. We, we, need a, we need a Wikipedia theme song. It, can it be like sad music, slow dirge? <laughs> And have Phil sing a sad song about why do we have to keep the segment? <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> I'm sure Phil would agree to it. It'd be a good jingle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, somebody put me on 90 seconds. Okay. And. I'm just gonna. This, okay, I just wanna ready. preface this by saying my approach here this Wikipedia article is freaking long. I am going to just jump around to random sentences. 
and hopefully some of something interesting will seep through. Okay. This sounds sounds probably like the best approach. There's a lot to say yeah, about ready. it historically. Like it's a historically historically. Important game. Yeah, we can maybe after we get past the the uh, the obligatory Wikipedia section, <laughs> we can talk a little bit about the yeah. uh, history of the game. Okay. Anywho, are you ready? Yeah. Three. Two, Although I'd like to question one. the the viewers at home why a gnome can be a death knight, but Alex, we were doing the countdown. Okay, sorry. Five, two, four, go. Three, two, one, go. Phantasmagoria is an interactive movie survival horror point-and-click adventure game released by Sierra Online and designed by Roberta Williams for Windows, MS-DOS, and Macintosh. Wow. Meanwhile, Harriet, fearing for her safety, decides to leave Cyrus as Dawn becomes more abusive and erratic. <laughs> Williams had wanted to make a horror game for eight years prior to Phantasmagoria and had started to design a few, but none came to fruition. Andy Hoyos was the art director for Phantasmagoria. Phantasmagoria was Sierra's first game to use live actors integrated with computer-generated backgrounds. Phantasmagoria is an interactive movie point-and-click adventure game. Uh, uh, Phantasmagoria was the first CR online game script to be written like a film screenplay. Um, the only actor that Siebert chose without Williams' input was Victoria Morsel as the protagonist, Adrian Delaney. Uh, Morsel found it challenging to film a scene near the end of the game. Uh, Spoilers. 25, 25 professional actors were cast at Phantasmagoria. 25! Um, despite coming out in August, Phantasmagoria finished 1995 as the ninth best-selling game of the year, according to an analysis by PC Data of sales by 42 retail chains. Uh, Phantasmagoria won the Golden Triad Award from Computer Game Review and an Editor's Choice Award Uh, from PC Gamer. Uh, GameSpot writer Jeff Sengstack said the expensive budget and long production history do not necessarily translate into high-quality gaming. Uh... Williams returned to work on the King's Quest series after Phantasmagoria was completed. Um. Ah. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> that was kind of fun. This is a bestseller. That's so depressing. Yeah. Well, everyone bought yeah. it because it was controversial. Was right. It? Yeah. So Anton Anton already knows this number, but Alex, do you want to guess how much money it cost them to make this game? Oh, let me think. Hold on. Let's see. This is back. When did this game come out? This is the 90s dollars. 1995. Mm. Okay. The original the original budget for the game was eight hundred thousand dollars. Okay. How much do you think it actually cost? Two million. It cost four and a half million dollars to develop <laughs> the game. One and a half million dollars were spent on the blue screen studio that Sierra built for this. <laughs> Did they get serious? any other use out of it? That is a good question. I mean, I'm assuming they used it for Phantasmagoria too. Oh yeah. <gasps> is there a um, sequel? There's a it's not, it's not related. Yeah. Um, we have to play but, it next. Well, next see, Sierra wanted to make Phantasmagoria into an anthology series so that mm-hmm. each game had a different, like a totally different story, totally different characters. Same offensiveness. Mm-hmm. But they only <laughs> ever made two. So, um, yeah, but it made $12 million. So I guess they made their money back. Mm-hmm. Um, I read somewhere that it was. The, the whole reason they made the game was just because Roberta Williams was tired of making family-friendly games. And she wanted right. to make a horror game to flex her narrative muscle or something like that. Yes. Clears the throat. Best, best podcast. Coughcast. Coughcast. Cough. Um, yeah, there's, there's a ton of really interesting stuff on this Wikipedia article, so I would recommend that 
you know, you go read it. Bring the Wikipedia out of the podcast so, and into your life. For the right. here's for your the, here's your homework for three podcasts. Go read the Wikipedia <laughs> article for no, Phantasmagoria. For for the viewers at home, explain why Phantasma yes Phantasmagoria why it's different than usual games. Well, so Phantasmagoria came out sort of at the height of the FMV craze in the mid '90s when the CD-ROM had just been invented and people suddenly figured out that they could do full motion video in their games. Mm-hmm. And so everybody went kind of video crazy and started putting video in everything. And so Phantasmagoria is one of those games where it's like almost all video. You're just watching a bunch of cutscenes that are strung together. Mm-hmm. A little bit of gameplay thrown in. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little bit different than the average Sierra game because it puts, puts a lot of emphasis on cutscenes and story over going around collecting items and solving puzzles. I was actually really um, impressed with it technologically. Just because most FMV games, they have like the gameplay, and then you click things, and then a video plays, and it's uninteractive. But this game integrated yeah. like the movie vi- clips with the actual gameplay like quite a bit better. Mm. At least in mm. at least toward the end. So yeah. it, it's like um, they would actually have movies playing while you're clicking on things, instead of it just being totally separate gameplay movie chunks. Mm-hmm. How, right. how, how good did it look? Was it pixely? So or... it looks pretty looked pretty terrible in the screenshots, but I found that I didn't really notice it that much when I was playing it. So it looks terrible, but you forget how terrible it looks. Yeah. Well, at least for me. I thought it was what? I thought it was passable. Like, I, I, what bug, I, I, what I once I got me, into what... it. What bugged me was when uh, you first turn on the game, it has all the graphics settings down turned down as low as possible. So, like, the the full motion video cutscenes only take up, like, half the screen. And they're, like, uh, mm-hmm. But you can actually go in and adjust the settings and make it look a lot better. Yeah. So, they should have had that set by default, but whatever. I guess, like, I don't know if that was just the way the game was programmed, since yeah. it seemed people's computers wouldn't be able to run it. Mm-hmm. And it was it was cutting edge at the time. There were reviews that were like, "I can see this being the future of, of gaming technology," mm-hmm. because this was back yeah. when adventure games were also considered like the for the front runners for like pushing game technology, mm-hmm. right? And like right. game storytelling and all that before it got ta- overtaken yeah. with FPSs. Right. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the things that they pulled off, which I was really impressed with, like, I mean, all the blue screen stuff was pretty impressive, like how. You know, they they did a good job of cleaning up everybody and making them look like they weren't on a blue screen stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what really blew me away, especially for it being a, a game that came out in 1995, was they did a couple of shots that had like 3D motion tracking. So you mm-hmm. had your actors on the blue screen set, and then the camera is moving around in 3D space inside this fake 3D environment. But the mm-hmm. actors are also being motion tracked into it, which yeah. I'm like, that's even today. Like, I mean. For me personally, like for for my you know mm-hmm. amateur video um, expertise, I guess like that's that's a really hard effect to pull off and make yeah. it look make it look convincing. So the fact that they were able to do that in 1995 with the technology they had at the time, I mm-hmm. I was really impressed with. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it all by hand, though. Oh yeah, I could see them doing it all by probably hand. Probably were one of the millions went. <laughs> yeah, they actually did hire. I, I want to say it's Industrial Light and Magic, but I, uh, I need to confirm oh that. I th- they hired a professional um, uh, effects studio to help them with all the effects. Mm-hmm. 
No, it wasn't industrial light magic. But yeah, they hired professionals to do all the uh, the blue screen work and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I find that slightly ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, technologically, it's still really impressive. Um, it, it was definitely like a huge achievement when you consider like the sheer amount of filming that it must have taken and the yeah amount exactly of, the amount of like there's so so many just different... hours and hours of random footage that don't actually contribute to like the core skeleton of the game. I guess right. that's true. You know, it's a, not every movie has. There are, you know, they have to film a lot of extra stuff. There's a lot of extraneous stuff in there, and it is strange in one way, but also kind of impressive in another. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. See, I don't know how I feel about this, because I, I get what they were going for, mm-hmm. was they wanted you to feel like you were immersed in, in the location and, like, everything was interactive. Yeah. But at the same time, like, a lot of it felt really wasteful. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance... Um, there's this one particular bathroom where you can oh, go inside. Yeah. This is the this is the main. Can... <laughs> yeah, the main thing <laughs> that I thought. You can go too. inside, brush your hair, and put on some makeup. Really? And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but there's... it's like all these things don't uh, don't add anything to the game. They're just like things. Yeah, you can click they're on like five or six little... little little things on the sink that don't really add anything. Or it's like right. they're all in all the bedrooms. There are all these drawers that have stuff in them, and you can look at it, but it doesn't do anything, and you can't pick it up or mm-hmm. solve any puzzles with it. Right. So I didn't play this game because it's M-rated, mm-hmm. and I'm not allowed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> You're missing out, man. <laughs> it was great. So knowing adventure games, we're going to click on everything. Yeah. Isn't this like the worst thing ever? That well, you so can it's... click on. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty pretty uh pretty terrible adventure game design. <laughs> yeah, design wise, yeah, it's pretty poor. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, on the off chance, like, <laughs> on the off chance that somebody who is involved with Phantasmagoria is listening to this, or like Roberta Williams or something like that, mm-hmm. listening to you know, Hey Williams, she's, she's the regular we, listener. We have not we have nothing but respect for you guys. It was a great effort, but. We're gonna be honest here about what we thought of this game. Yeah, it's, it's time to time to take the gloves off. Um, so time to get my rubber gloves. <laughs> Dissect. Yeah, this I, mean, thing. I I didn't I didn't plan in advance how much I wanted to say before we go into the spoiler zone because a lot of the things that I want to complain about are mm-hmm. tied to specific. Well, levels, let's let's so. say as much as we can before. Yeah. So, um, Anton. Um, yeah, go. You, you're starting to talk about the puzzles. Oh, or or just the design of the game in general. Yeah, it was just well. So, this isn't really spoilers, but there's a skull on the bottom of the interface, and he's the hint oh, keeper. <laughs> and you hover your mouse over him, and instead of just being a sprite, he kind of nods at you like, "Yeah, yeah, you want to click me, don't you?" <laughs> like in a, in, a, in a creepy way. Yeah. Well, not really. He just kind of wiggles around. So basically, <laughs> the whole game, like there were puzzles in the first part of the game, and then they, the puzzles go away, and then it just becomes a game of find the random room in the house that the designers want you to go to next. You right. Can, you can wander over the entire house and go to town and go back from town and go everywhere. So without, without so like finding get, there the are multiple thing houses that have nothing useful in them. There's one big house, and then you can get in your car and drive into town. Can you, you can go drive and... into Plastic Land? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the town looks pretty pretty terrible. 
The house looks not <laughs> terrible. The house like, the house was fine. I was okay with the house, but like the town looks. St- anytime, so bad. anytime I had to go to Winnipampatunka or whatever that stupid town was called. Hang on, I have it written like, down. I oh, think. oh man, now I'm on Lego Island and leg leg Lego. Nipple wants it. Nipple wants it. Nipple I don't know. I'm sure it's a real town. And I'm sure mm-hmm. it looks just as fake and plasticky. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll, I'll it's really real it If it looks it looks like, I, um, I, yeah. But it, so, I what happened? Once I got to this point and realized that the rest of the game was going to be like this, I just kind mm-hmm. of got a little bit shameless and just started clicking on the hit keeper, and he would just tell tell me <laughs> where, where 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 I'm supposed to go to start the next arbitrary event. Right. Also, with respect to the hint keeper, he doesn't give you hints. He is the he, the he, the spoiler keeper. The, yeah, he's the solve the puzzle keeper. Yeah, so <laughs> him and he just tells hint. you what to. Well, yeah, you... so sometimes he just tells you what to do, uh-huh. and sometimes he's mysterious about it. <laughs> but if you click him again, he says the same thing and doesn't clarify. Right. He's just the, like the hints you don't need ever to ramp go up. somewhere and talk to someone. Right. The hints are either like beating you over the head, obvious to the point where you you regret clicking on him, or they're so vague it's like that didn't help at all. But Continuing to click on him doesn't help anything either. During, so there's no, there's the no final, tier of like hints. During the final chapter of the game, there's even a part where I clicked on him and they didn't like have a voice clip for him. They just had text pop up. Oh, that happened to me too. I was clicking on the hint keeper during the finale and it was just text. Yeah, I think we probably got, clicked got on the same screen. So what, what does he I sound guess. like? What's his voice? He sounds like I'm the hint keeper. So do they explain why this random... this? It was it probably your... like it was voiced by Bob the programmer. No, okay, so I'm, I'm, co- I'm confused. What is the story of this game? Okay. Oh, right. We didn't. Oh, yeah. Right. That's, Sorry. that's a good thing to explain. <clears throat> right. We meant. I was. I tried to make this a tradition on the last episode, but I forgot. So, the story is in Phantasmagoria. You follow around this lovely married couple okay. named Don and Adrian. No, no, who've decided. Who decided I don't, to? I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, it was that lovely couple uh, sarcastic or well <laughs> they're they're happily married at the beginning yeah okay, even uh, though they aren't very believable as like human beings <laughs> so <laughs> that aside don don is a photographer adrian is supposedly a novelist but we never see her writing anything down she owns a laptop so we presume that she writes on it mm-hmm. so they decide for whatever reason that they're going to go live in a big spooky house up in massachusetts <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then, because well, Don's a typical... photographer, right? And he wa- he's right. wanting to take cool pictures, or so I gathered from right. the intro. Right. So, yeah, he wants to take cool pictures of the surrounding plastic landscape mm-hmm. in this bizarro world that they live in. <laughs> and so they're living in the house, and then Adrian decides, for whatever reason, she's going to dismantle a fireplace for no <laughs> for no logical reason. And then, in behind mm-hmm. the fireplace, she finds this spooky book, and she lets out this green fart cloud. <laughs> Hey, this is getting into spoilers territory. <laughs> Listen to the story. This okay. is the story. This, this is chapter one. Okay. Yeah, this is the story. Right, so then the, the, the ghost goes off, uh, and, yeah, and then it does spooky things. And <sighs> Frankly, if you've seen The Shining, you already know how this goes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's essentially you, the same story as The Shining. If you've been alive in this century, you, you know how the story goes. It's, yeah, it's very stereotypical spooky house story. You're like right. down to you the know, letter every, goes to live in every trope. House. So back to my first question: um, Why does this ordinary p- 
person have a skull that hints to things that she needs to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adrian just carries around this skull with her everywhere mm-hmm. that tells her what to do next. It's inside her head. If someone ever, if someone ever made an actual Phantasmagoria movie, I would want them to include that as a plot element. That would be funny. She just, she, she just keeps this talking skull with her that tells her what to do. Do a tongue-in-cheek like adaptation of Phantasmagoria. Yeah, do it like um, like manic, like, like Ubsy movie style. That would be right, wonderful. right, like Evil Dead style. Yeah, Phantasmagoria. <laughs> that can be our that can be our Halloween movie this year. Okay. We'll film it Phantasmagoria like, Suite. Wow. Can we make Phil be Adrian? Yeah, okay. Phil, yeah. Phil can be the Phil needs to be the husband. All, all she needs, needs is like, wife. or all Phil needs is like red, or an orange shirt and black sweatpants. Right. It's I'll be like Don and I'll go around screaming about that drain cleaner. Yes. <laughs> it's it's there, great. That's the whole first. The first like three to four chapters of the game. Every time you talk to him, he asks you to go get him drain cleaner. <laughs> Even even after you get him drained, cleaner? then you get him drained yes, cleaner, and he's like, yes. then he's okay, like, thank gosh, you, okay. and yeah, he we're, locks we're himself in the closet. Hey, hey, for we're sorry, we're, we're slipping into spoiler ah, zone. Right. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. We'll spoil the present. So, is there anything else you can tell me about the story other than she lets a well, spooky fart ghost? And yeah, then she it releases this happen. evil spirit into the house, and you basically spend the rest of the game trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Okay, more or less. And you also dig into the history of the house and Mister Spooks, who still live there. Zoltan Carno is apparently his name. I was never clear on if his name was Carno or Carnavash. That was confusing to me, also, because those like, names they, were both thrown around, and I was never clear who was what. It's like who. they called him Zoltan and Carno and Carnavash, and it was just like well, no, the Carnavash like, estate. Well, is his, right, is his but, name like Carno Zoltan or Zoltan Carno? But is is Carno an abbreviation, or in his full name is Carnavash? Oh, huh, maybe that. That was know. my impression. It was strange. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know if I have any more generic thoughts to add to the, the game design because I kind of felt the same way that mm-hmm. after a while, like the uh, the story sort of peels apart, and you realize that all you have to do is you have to just go through each room mm-hmm. and find the you know the story advancing cutscene that you need to watch, and it's there's they stop even trying yeah. to give you Although, puzzles. To give them credit, there were actually some like non-essential cutscenes that if you're like more studious about wandering around and clicking on things that you can find yeah like, right yeah the, yeah if you're yeah if you're more diligent about the game like there's a lot of stuff you can skip over but i think that for what it's worth it does enrich the story if you go find all these extra cutscenes it does you mm-hmm. know you learn a little bit more about the characters and the plot makes a little bit more sense i will say um kind of kind of going back into positive territory for a second um, I I did genuinely get creeped out a couple of times. I, I did will too. It was that this this game did unnerve me. I mean, I think that in all the parts where it was supposed to unnerve me, it like it was sort of half and half. Mm-hmm. Like there were some moments where I genuinely got creeped out by what was going on. The yeah, moments where they were trying to be really super creepy, and it was just like whatever. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. The music helped a lot too. Like I I. The music was kind of MIDI, you know, and so it was kind of weird. But right. I actually grew to like it over the course of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just kind let of me... fond of MIDI music in general. But so let me I ask, like is there an inventory to this game? Yeah. Yes. You have eight you... inventory slots, but you never okay. have eight items, so. Okay. That's about the scale of it. Um, we should put a, a warning Lark's Vomit before we go into the spoiler zone <laughs> about contents of the M-rated contents. 
Well, so I, I, we'll try to keep it as PG as possible. If there are kids listening to this, there's, you know, What are you stuff. doing? There's, there's so bad stuff in this game. Do. You shouldn't play this game. Yeah. Kids, go play go play StarCraft. Turn this podcast off and go play StarCraft. <laughs> well, so, I guess yeah, just be warned, I guess. Mhm. Um Before we do that, I, I do want to say one other general thing about the game. Mhm. I, I want to know what pool of actors they pulled from <laughs> to find such one-dimensional I don't know. Hardboard, over the top stereotypes. wonderful. That were the, the, <laughs> okay, no, no, the, give me the some most examples. obnoxious cast of characters you ever have laid eyes on. Well, so we got the generic grocery store clerk who's just kind of right. gray haired and got a mustache and glasses. <laughs> and he's like, "Yep, buy some groceries from a store." <laughs> yeah, Mister Mister Briggs, the grocery store salesman. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Yeah, that name then you up. got uh, name is. Then you I, have. You have the sleazy real estate agent guy, which mm-hmm. was my personal favorite, just because he's uh-huh. so... He was so over the top. He was wonderful. So loudly over the top. It's like this... He's chomping a big cigar. His hair is... Oh, like my goodness, that cigar. What, what does the real estate agent have to do with ghosts? He sold them the spoof so, house. Oh. Does he know it's a spoof house? Yeah, he doesn't care. Oh, man. He, he, that's because he's sleazy. Stone cold. Real estate agent. Yeah, this, the yeah the real estate agent was so ridiculously over the top. Um, he was just kind of a hurdle character, had, though, to like add more people to the town because it was otherwise kind of deserted. <laughs> well, you had all those NPCs that you couldn't talk to that were just background decoration. See, yeah, when you cast. mentioned that they hired twenty five professional actors, I was like, where did they all go? And then I remembered there were like twenty <laughs> people in the town who were just standing it's there, like, like throwing balls at a wall or like petting a dog. Right. Well, so, or, or, or were the balls they're throwing like? They like were nineties, three D, solid. No, they were color. they were re- actual like bouncy balls. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. I think that the um the antique seller was okay. She was still kind of annoying, but she wasn't nearly as bad as like the real estate guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't like her as I much think... though. Just just her character. I mean, you know, actually, on the scale on the scale of horrible like Z movie actors that we're having to deal with. I think that Adrian was mercifully like the least annoying. Yeah, that is true. I actually, in the way that you get attached to game characters, I I, I found her okay to get along with. I'm, I mean, she's still kind of a, like a, she's still kind of a doorknob when it comes to (laughs) intelligence, but at least she wasn't annoying to have to spend the whole game with. Mm -hmm. Another question, because it's a Sierra game. Can you die? Yes. How often do you die? (laughs) <laughs> well, that's getting into spoilers. Um, oh, well, is it? Well, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's save that discussion for later. Not you can't um, die at the first of the game. You, right. It's it's very lopsided because you can pretty much not die for like eighty five percent of the game, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're dying left and right. Really, but that's quickly. okay because unlike most Sierra games, they give you a rewind button. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's handy. That mm-hmm. that okay. Yes, I will. That's another that's another positive for them. In most Sierra games, they just leave you to flounder and hope that you saved it. And I was approaching the game that way because I had played Sierra games before, so I was saving like every five minutes. Mm-hmm. But they did actually give you a rewind button, which I really appreciated. I did too. Mm-hmm. Except in one instance where it broke. No, yeah, oh. it's, it, it's, it's, it doesn't work. <laughs> that's the problem. It doesn't uh, work. On okay. that note, how glitchy would you consider the game? Well, the, the rewind button, let's talk about this for a second. So, the rewind yeah. button, in one per- 
pretty much during the the final segment of the game, it would it was very hit or miss on whether or not it would take you back to the exact spot mm-hmm. that you were at before. Sometimes it would take you back to the spot that the game thought you needed to be at because yeah. you missed something important. There was also and a time one... when it like just deleted an item out of my inventory. Oh yeah, it did that to me too. It didn't keep my. It didn't remember which inventory item. Was it I an had. important item that you had to go back for? Yes. Well, oh. in my case, it wasn't because they just kind of skipped, case, skipped me was. past the part I needed it and skipped me to the next. Oh, and then it I, ate my save I got file. stuck. <laughs> I got stuck. Like they got rid of an item that I needed. Aww. that sounds um, terrible. I'll I'll try to come back to this later. But then what took the cake for me was one instance where well, I where, guess where I did, hit. Where did the cake go? What I hit the buttons too fast, I guess. Uh-huh. And then what happened was that it started playing the cutscenes, and then it never gave me an opportunity to, like, take control. What? It just, like, it just... Yeah, no, for real. It, like, I restarted the game, and then it just played cutscenes nonstop until I died. Oh. And I what I had to end up doing was I had to, like, totally shut the game down and turn it back on. Mm-hmm. And then start over at the beginning of Chapter 7. Oh, Yeah. Because I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't let me. My save file was just completely broken. No, it ate my save file too. It just went to a black screen and wouldn't, wouldn't respond to anything. I had to like Alt F for the game. And when oh, I reloaded yeah, that my happened, file, that also happens. happened to me. This is sounding fairly glitchy. So it is, but I like the last chapter pretty well. So I can't. I'm not very mad about it. And it was. Well, the I'm, I'm not asking right. about what you thought of the game. I'm just asking how. Glitchy I mean, it was it was fairly glitchy, but it didn't really get me down too much because you can create because they let you create a save file at any point in the game basically so you can just create a new save file at the end of the game mm-hmm. right and i wonder if that was yeah yeah once you get once you yeah you can even like when you first turn on the game for the first time it lets you skip to any chapter mm. which i think that might have been a product of the fact that the game was on seven separate cds so they didn't have any uh, way of tracking that, that makes what, sense. where you were is, is it like the uh, playstation games where you have to flip the discs as you well, play Well, thankfully, the good old games version of this fixed that, so it's all mm-hmm. in one... The game data is all in one big chunk, so yeah. you don't have to switch CDs at the end of each chapter. Mm-hmm. Which I, I appreciated that they, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. kind of made it seamless. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do spoiler zone here. Okay. okay. It's Fare, fa- farewell, wimps. <laughs> Okay, so to, to be fair, who would yeah, actually care about spoilers for this game? I don't know. Maybe well, if you, if people if you listen, listen to, to it, our glowing, but they haven't actually played it, and they're interested. Right, you've listened to our glowing review so far, and you mm-hmm. think, "Gee, Willikers, I'd like to go play this Phantasmagoria game." I want to find out what happens to Dawn. Dawn, my favorite character. Who's Dawn? Which one's Dawn? The, the, the husband. Hus- okay. Oh, Bondo. I meant to mention this a minute ago, but I forgot. Uh, one other thing I liked about the game was uh, just the fact that all the characters or all the actors are so bad, uh-huh. and like their motivations are are so unnatural. <laughs> right. I, uh, for uh, portions of the game, I got a really, I got a kind of a Twin Peaksy vibe, where it's in that uncanny valley of like not making any sense. It's like you why know? everyone acts so unnatural. It's just like what? So the bad it kind of, it can, kind of yeah, it contributes it to the creepy a little bit. Like that was, it it. It didn't work for me. Aww. I'm just gonna say the the, cre- the the everybody acting in natural didn't click for me in the delicious way that Twin Peaks does. Not in the delicious just... way, but in a similar way, in an eyebrow-raising yeah. way. <laughs> it, yeah, it is very unnatural, just the way everybody's behaving. Mm-hmm. Like, 
even when people are quote unquote acting normal, it's just very bizarre Creepy. and unusual. Yeah. So I meant I meant to, to mention this earlier when we were talking about characters, but mm-hmm. I, I think we got distracted with something else. I gotta say, what what? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm gonna do best character, worst character. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna lay it on the table right now. Best character in the game, Mike the phone guy. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> Who is Mike? Mike. Who is Mike? Rip Explain in peace. It for the viewers at home Mike. who haven't played this game. So Mike is, uh, for whatever reason, um, this phone guy shows up at your house about the middle of the game to install a phone mm-hmm. in this creepy old house, and so he just kind of hangs out in your foyer for a part of the game, and then eventually Don shows up and yells at him and makes him leave, mm-hmm. and then he comes back later to try to try, try yeah. a second time at installing the phone. <laughs> He's just kind of there. You can talk to him, and he's like, "I'm installing the phone." Does he have like a backstory, or like he's installing no. his phone? Yeah, so such wife, a deep backstory. He's like, he's like his wife is in they, the hospital and needs some money. They have have totally. A, they have a minor romantic moment. He's like, "Call me if you need help." Uh-huh. And then he gets cut in half with an axe or something. Okay, so we're in the spoiler zone, right? Right. So explain to me what happens in the story. Okay, after rest of the, the story. Creepy toot, girl, toot ghost comes out. Well, okay, so there's really not that much story between the beginning and the end. The game kind of takes the slow burn approach mm. to, like, the the extreme. It pretty much it puts out the burn and, like, soaks the candle in water mm-hmm. and then, like, <laughs> keeps it submerged. <laughs> For about, like, from, like, about chapter 2 to, like, chapter 5. Pretty much. Um, but they're all... The ch- so, so chapter 1 is, like, an hour and a half or so. Then there, all the rest of the chapters are like twenty minutes maximum. It's pretty a much silly. like a lot of the gameplay time in chapter one just comes from the fact that you're not familiar with the house right. and you're clicking on everything, but... trying to figure out what you need to do. Also, chapter one has actual puzzles in it, mm-hmm. which can't you can't say for the, the rest, rest of the, of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the rest of the game have bad puzzles. It has no puzzles. You just kind of wander <laughs> around and click on things. The, for the few puzzles, this was one of the most frustrating things to me was the fact that the game had very few puzzles. And the mm-hmm. puzzles that it did have, I could have got if I wasn't fighting with the interface so much. Mm-hmm. For instance, there's one part where you need to go down into the cellar, and you have mm-hmm. a book of matches. Mm-hmm. So I sat there trying use book oh, of yes, on I had cellar door for so long, and then I eventually had to go get a hint. And it's like, oh, use matches on yourself. That's what you need to do. So you're setting yeah. yourself on fire? Yes. No, you use yourself to light the matches. But you go in the cell. Was there anything important in the cellar at all? Uh, there's a hammer in the cellar. Okay, all right. What do you need? Which you need? Which for? you need? You need the hammer to get a random nail out of the barn. Don't forget <laughs> the scene use... where you have to knock down a wall, but they spent. You got to watch all five minutes <laughs> of Adrian peeling the wall apart, one board right. at a time. It's beautiful. Well, there's that. There's that where you have to crowbar the wall apart, and then there's where you have to peel away the uh, fireplace one that, inch at a time. Yeah. Also. <laughs> The fact that for that puzzle you have a giant fireplace poker, but you have to use right. a small letter opener from Zoltan's desk. Why? It's a hidden also, letter opener in a statue, right. and you have to open it on your confused interface, Why? and right-click it, and then the little knife comes out, and then you can saw your entire fireplace apart <laughs> with a letter opener to let it's, the heart like, go stuff. This, this puzzle makes no sense, for one it's thing. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> It, yeah, that one made me really mad. Well, so it could have been worse. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't reward you for thinking. It's just, it rewards you for randomly clicking on things and admiring their 3D inventory mm. close-ups and spinning them around ad yeah. infinitum. 
I mean, it's kind of like just exploring in a little a little bit. But I mean, so it was dumb that you couldn't just use the fireplace poker, but I did appreciate that at least they had her, a little cutscene of her trying to use the fireplace poker and being like, I guess that won't work. Which <laughs> right. clued me into that, the fact that, was... that I needed to do that, but I didn't have the item they wanted me to use. So it could have yeah, been worse. They, they did do that a couple of times, and I did appreciate that, that they gave you a couple of wrong way cutscenes where you try mm-hmm. to use the wrong item and it doesn't work. It just the game needed more of those, I think. Yeah. Well, they didn't have enough puzzles for it to become a problem. Was... <laughs> for I mean, there were a lot of times where I tried to do things that didn't make mm-hmm. that made oh, sense to me. What, so, so like the part where the you... door in the oh go ahead. Oh, the door on the third floor. Yes. To the get do- uh... the key in the keyhole. So I see key and keyhole. I have a newspaper and a fireplace poker. I'm like, I can do this. I've seen this in the movies. But right. you can't. And the newspaper never does anything, and then you give it. You give it. No, you give it to Harriet, and then she just takes it. And it's like okay. Uh, so you don't ever get to use that, and you instead you have to like. What do you end up poking it out with? You use the nail, the random yeah. nail from. You the have to barn. just get a small nail and push it out, and then it goes to a close up of the, the key on the, the floor, and you're like, I'll click on the nails. key and pick it up because I can see it right there. And you click on right. it, and Adrian Sanders is like, ah, I, I can't get it. But so you have to use the fire. And you try to use the fireplace poker in the close-up screen, and she's like, it's, "That doesn't work." And I'm like, "Okay," but you have to use the fireplace poker from not the close-up screen, and that's how you get the key. And that was the worst puzzle. Oh, see, I didn't know you could do that. I solved the puzzle a totally different way. Oh, really? So here, here was my experience with this puzzle. I I started off the same way where I'm like, "Okay, there's a key in the keyhole. I, I've seen this in the movie." So mm-hmm. I tried to use the newspaper on the uh-huh. door, and that doesn't uh-huh. work. I try to use the fireplace poker on the keyhole. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, what the poop, you guys. So later I get the nail, and I mm-hmm. realize because I, I've spent so much time on UHS hints at this point that I realize that I need to use the <laughs> nail to get the key out. Mm-hmm. I do so, <laughs> and I just assume that I don't need to use the newspaper at this point because I tried it once. And so mm-hmm. the key falls out. It's under the door, and she tries to reach it, and you know she can't reach the key because it's on the other side of the door. Mm-hmm. So then, this, if you at this point, if you use the newspaper on the door, she'll pull it out, and kind of just hold it there, and look down at the bottom of the door, and then just shrug and think, "Why didn't I think of that before?" Uh, <laughs> it made me laugh out loud because it was so stupid uh, that she just this. <laughs> Adrian, this dingbat who she, just stands there, like, so oh dumb. man, I should have thought of that before. And so then I was like, oh, Sierra. So I, I reloaded my file and uh, used. So you're not supposed to click on the door. You're supposed to click on the little 10 pixels yeah. underneath the door it's to so, slide the so newspaper dumb. under. <sighs> this sounds like the best thing ever. At least there are multiple answers to the puzzle. That that, that warms my heart a little bit. <laughs> right. I don't know. I, mean, I, I kind of but... like the game despite all of its problems. Really? Yeah, it, it, it just in a, in a, in an endearing sort of at least they tried sort of way. Right. It's like the the M rated material kind of saps a lot of that goodwill, but uh, right. ignoring that, I kind of like it. Um, they tried so hard. So we somehow we somehow got to this point from Mike the phone guy. I was gonna tell you my least favorite character. Oh yes. You okay. never explain rather... what happened in the story though. <laughs> Gosh, oh, Alex, we've, we've gone too deep. Trying to talk about the game. I thought that's well, part okay. of the Okay, all right. So the rest of the story is 
Spoopy uh-huh. fart ghost possesses Don. Don uh-huh. gets grumpy for like six chapters, and while oh, he gets okay. grumpy, he locks you wander around in his dark room. and you find uh-huh. out about the past. And in the past, there was a spooky man named Zoltan who was kind of a good magician. He was like, I know how to be a better magician, and he learned dark arts and dark farts, and he summoned the demon and became, became evil, and he killed his wife in a violent with, gruesome, the zombie. with gruesome attack, and then he got married like four more times and kept killing wives because Why? because he's possessed by a demon. Well, why does the demon want to kill a bunch of so wives? Then, uh, but then on his final wife kill, he was not expect because her her lover husbando, Gaston, was there, and then he impaled him with a metal pipe, and then Zoltan was deaded. Okay. Meanwhile, small gone. child who was living in house but didn't get dead somehow, named Malcolm Worm Shadow, <laughs> saw the spoof fart ghost leave his dead body, and he sealed it away with magic book. Because so you, little, you little child. So you released the spook things. ghost after you saw your fireplace and half of the letter of <laughs> And then and then you wander around for six chapters and Don gets grumpy at the phone guy. Then you find old man Malcolm Wormshadow, who is like hundred and ten years old in his house. And then and then he's like, Oh yeah, there's a ghost. Um He you, tells you an extremely long backstory. Uh-huh. And then you see he tells you how to seal get save Don and seal away the ghost. So it's like, okay, cool. So then you start on the final chapter, and then and then uh, let's see. So Don goes bananas and starts chasing you around the uh-huh. house. Starts chasing you around the house, and you you. I'm, and so this makes me think. Oh, I know. I will get all the things and save Don. And it will be like a, it'll be like a Monkey Island two bit where you collect the items. Oh as gosh. Can, okay. You. Okay. But can we can we back up a bit before we get to the finale? Well, no, let's finish the story, and then we can get back to other things. So. Oh, but I wanna... so, okay. so Don chases you about the house, frolicking all about, and then you find uh, a magic spell book. Oh, and you find a snowman that that he you gave him when you were still still smoochy. Happy lovers. So mm-hmm. so then then he finally catches you at the end of the great chase, and he straps you into the chair of doom where Zoltan tried to kill Final Life, and he's like, now I will kill you. And then Adrian is like, but look, Don, this cool snowman, and he gets so distracted that then she pulls the switch on the chair, and then he gets impaled. Don well, gets so impaled. She's with the bad guy. She kills him in self defense. Because uh, he's been chasing you around for the last hour, you've been playing this game. He keeps, uh, he, how, how's she kill her? How's she kill him? So there's so the way final final life of Zoltan was gonna get dead. Okay. Zoltan uh-huh. built this spinny chair and it spins around, <laughs> and there's a big axe, like a pendulum axe that swings overhead, and it gets lower okay. and lower, and then it blows up your face. <laughs> okay, that's really convoluted. It is. So instead, Adrian pulls the switch, and then Don gets blown up instead. So then, the fart ghost has has digivolved into angry blue horns demon, and he chases you around the house. And then, but then you have to the do most, a, the most expensive demon ever animated. He's the most expensive demon ever animated. So you bar a door to block him for like ten thousand minutes, and while he's blocked, you you do the magic incantation, and it, you watch Adrian translate Latin extremely slowly for ten minutes, and then the demon is sealed away forever. <laughs> It sounds like the worst game ever. So to do the final puzzle, you have to have a titanium cross. Okay. Also, but you can miss the it. Final, let's just, I just want to point out for the final puzzle, you basically ignore all of Malcolm's directions on the things he told you that you need None to None of do. that was important, and you can't save Don. I was like, I got the bad ending. I bet there's a good ending, but there's not a good no, ending. No, you pretty much just kill Don every time. Also... Alex kind of alluded to this a minute ago, but I would just like to point out the fact that if you just do, like, a Cliff Notes version of the story, Adrian is the bad guy here. <laughs> if you think oh, about man. it. Oh, man, she lets out the ghost, and then she, she kills She lets Don. out the ghost, and then the ghost possesses Don, then she kills Don. 
So, uh, well, Don the killed ghost? the cat. And how do Don we know that killed... we weren't possessed by the demon? <laughs> Don killed the cat, and Don killed Mike the phone guy. So he's the bad guy. Oh, did Mike the phone guy die? He, he got killed by by Don because Don went cra- sawed Don went half. crazy. He killed a bunch. Don, he went on so... a kill spree. So you have See, to... Don. Don goes crazy and he learns how to teleport and he jumps around and kills Wait, everybody in the game. <laughs> you don't how know do you that have... you don't see him teleport, but he does. It's like you're wandering around the house, running away from him, and suddenly he's in front of you and then he kills you and it's like restart and then he's gone and it's like okay. Also, so... you have you have wandering gypsies who move into your house. Okay, all right, all right. Yes, this is this is what I've been trying to get to <laughs> okay. for like the last half hour. I need to rant about this. All right, I'm ready. I was okay with Phantasmagoria up until chapter three, <laughs> and these two stupid gypsies show up. You have Harriet and her stupid red hat, <laughs> and then you have Cyrus, the one-dimensional retarded. Oh, I'm just the groundskeeper guy. Uh huh. Yeah. When they showed up. And it started playing the stupid little do 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 Sierra Sierra MIDI music. I wanted to chuck my computer out the window. Uh, it's so, it's so just, beautiful. They were the uh, best characters in the whole game. These these characters drove even I could better not than wait. the grocery man. Even better than the grocery man. Even better than the sleazy real estate agent. You have Harriet and Cyrus. And Cyrus tries to kill your cat, but he's not very good at it, and then he gets dead. Has, See, has... I I knew. I knew as soon as they introduced these characters that these were just going to be like guys you know, to get killed. Kill, they're just going to be killing fodder for the big uh-huh. finale. So, you but, know, that this but it was just like I pretty much wanted the seance. They had, you had to have the cool green goo seance. <laughs> you had to have the green goo face that says Watashi wa Zoltan. That is the scene to watch in the Japanese version. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I hated the, the vagrants. They drove me crazy. Uh, I wanted them to die as soon as they showed up. I was sad. So. They to in, so they wanted to have Don kill the vagrants in a gruesome way, so basically so Cyrus, Cyrus was relatively tame. Yeah, Cyrus just kind of got just killed. Kinda, he, he was just kind of hanging out the ceiling. In, yeah, he got ceilinged and he fell down because he was suspended with something. And I'm, not, he, I'm not really sure. What, at first, it looked like he had been impaled through the sewer grate, but then he like falls down in one piece. So it's so like he's really he suspended he... there. He's levitating. Is all I can figure out. <laughs> right, but Harriet had probably the most gruesome death well no. not counting the, wa- well, the wife flashbacks i think harriet had the most gruesome yeah, death okay. in this mm-hmm. i don't know don got killed pretty gruesomely so basically well, then Adri- 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 the two harriet, the two which amount the two, yeah. which amounts to they show harriet with like brain makeup and then they show don wearing the wig from harriet's costume <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was so gloriously bad it was just like he has a little bit of blood on him for having this like scalped hair on his head. Uh-huh. And then it's like, so, can it's I... like then he cuts over to Harriet and she's wearing a brain hat. Uh-huh. So can I just <laughs> say like, that and then Don this went happens, from... This happens in the midst. Hmm? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say Don went from being a kind of mediocre actor to becoming my favorite character in the game after he went crazy <laughs> and starts laughing maniacally. <laughs> yeah, crazy Don was fun to watch. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed the last part of the game. I just want to just point out, in addition to his ability to teleport, you'll notice during the final chapter of the game that Don has the ability to put on makeup and then immediately remove the makeup. Uh-huh. He has true. the ability to <laughs> to scalp Harriet, put her hair on his head, and then, like, you know, seconds later have no trace of any blood on him. Mm-hmm. Be totally clean. Yeah. It's, it's frankly quite amazing. He's also really good at catching you when you try to hit him with hammers or glass shards or like anything right, ever. Or crowbars. You can stab him with the crowbar I, though. 
I did do that. Was that a crowbar? I thought that was a fireplace Sorry, no, it was a fireplace poker. Yeah, if you get in the closet, you can stab him with it, but it doesn't do that. I liked that cutscene, because he, like, stabbed him with a poker, and his response is, I thought you loved me! It was great. I did enjoy the chase thing. That was cool. See, yeah... The, the sad thing here, so my, I was really bored with this game up until chapter seven. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like chapter seven is when they ratchet it up to 11 and mm-hmm. stuff starts hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. And then I started enjoying myself because yeah. I'm like, oh man, things are going down now. Mm-hmm. I'm running around the house. This so is cool. At least some of the slow burn if the rest of the game pays off because you do learn the right. way out of the house really well. That's uh-huh. true, yeah. You, you get really familiar with where to run. Uh-huh. It almost feels like they designed this finale and then like worked backwards yeah. and tried to make the rest of the game around this really cool finale sequence. Uh-huh. The problem the problem with the finale sequence for me was not... like Once you actually had to start solving puzzles while running around the house, that's when the coolness factor kind of wore off for me. Uh-huh. When I realized that you start off in the dark room, right? Uh-huh. And then you run away by throwing the the drain cleaner in his face. Not <laughs> the drain you, cleaner you got. What I didn't realize you, yes, is that exactly. this, this spell book, yeah, it's, it's Chekhov's drain cleaner, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew what it was going to be realize... used for something gruesome because because the well, grocery yeah, right. store man warns you very seriously yeah, about how dangerous right. this is. This That's... is sulfuric acid. You know this is dangerous, right? Uh-huh. Adrian's like, yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you go to the close-up in your inventory, it's like got a skull and crossbones on it's, the drain it's, cleaner. It's great. So you know, but, yeah. So, so you have to run all around the house, right? But you have to things. make your way back to the dark room eventually, which yeah. makes no sense to get a spell book. That, that the was last kind of that was that was a legitimately clever bit that you have to go back really? there because I did not think about the fact that you'd have to go back. I guess I was so frustrated by the time I had to go back and get the spell book that I didn't think that that was very clever. I, I see. Mean, last time I kept trying to run over to the podium inside the the wall. Yeah, chapel I heard that. Last they didn't let I, you go there though. They keep the camera right. That was together, right? that was what was so frustrating to me was it's like the spell book. It, it's like it's not in the spot mm-hmm. where you think it's going to be, but then you don't want to run back into the dark room because you think Don's just going to catch you as soon as you yeah. run into a dead end room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, all that to but, say, you you can actually in chapter seven walk around and pick up all of the items you need before you go face down in the dark room. Like you can pick up the right. shard of glass and you can go into the theater and go get the snowman and then you can go into the dark room and just pick up the spell book and circumvent the entire thing it's a king oh before without even triggering don yeah i I was watching a playthrough they literally just just did that so what you don't have to go through the creepy back back rooms or go go up and down the little elevator you don't have to i did like i did like those elevators in the back that was cool yeah that was one of the moments where i legitimately got creeped out because it had all those wacky weird angles uh-huh. when, you're, when yeah. you're making the elevator go uh-huh. up and down. Uh-huh. I was like, oh man, something bad's about to happen, but then nothing It was, happened, it was pretty so. claustrophobic. Right. The other time I legitimately got creeped out was once, I think it's chapter two or three, you go up onto the third floor and you can hear this baby crying. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. And you think, what's that baby doing? Right. Um, but yeah, again, but that, that culminated in nothing. I was expecting like a jump scare or, or something mm-hmm. creepy. So like, well, was, like, a random... the baby? That, uh, Zoltan killed Zolt- Zoltan baby. He had Zol- baby. Zoltan kill, kill Zoltan baby. Because he was possessed by demon. When did Why he? Did... When did he kill oh, a baby? Okay, well, here's a question. That was, he, that what, was what his first the... his first kill. What was the demon's when? motivation in all of this? He's being evil. Wait, Why wait, wait, he... wait, 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 wait. When when did he kill a baby? You don't. <laughs> I don't think you get to see him kill baby because that's gruesome. Wait, 
What, what? But when did it happen? Was his was his wife pregnant when she, when he killed Somewhere her? Somewhere they intimate that he killed the first wife's baby. I don't remember. I think Malcolm tells you that, maybe. Oh, but it, okay. so See, I... so, I need to get off on a tangent for a minute. The navigation to get around is sometimes terrible. Like there's this one screen <laughs> on on the yard of the house that makes absolutely no sense the way all the arrows go. Right, and this this kept me from. There are some optional rooms in the game that I never found just because the interface was so bad that I never found the arrows <laughs> to go there. Like there's, you can go into the crypt, like through the secret passageways of the house, and go look at all mm-hmm. the tombs of all the wives, and you see the baby tomb and all the stuff. And I never oh. knew you could go back there, like for the entire game. So when I went in there in chapter seven, I was like, oh man, they unlocked the secret room for me. But then I was watching a playthrough, and I was like, oh, you can actually go back there. And then there's some other room I missed entirely that I don't remember. Oh no, the back See? room of the grocery store where you get the dog bone from. Oh, I right. could, I could, oh, so... I could not find that room, and I had to look See? at hints, and I was like, "What?" See, uh, this is another instance of where like I I ran into this by accident, and I had mm-hmm. no idea what I was doing. I I didn't realize I needed a dog bone. I was just trying everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically. So were those free? I just want to get this yeah. out of the way first. Free soup they were bones. Free. free soup bones. Okay, I didn't see that sign. I wander into the back of the uh, the general store and I get this random dog bone. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't see the sign that said free. So I try mm-hmm. to go up to the counter and pay for it because I've still got a little bit of money left. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't work. And so then I'm like, well, I guess I'm straight up shoplifting this dog bone. And I just walk out of the store with it. Excellent. I think they, had a big che- in this game? No, they had a big cheesy close-up that says free soup bones. If you click on oh, it. See, I, I, I didn't see that for some reason. Yeah, it's easy to miss things in this game. <laughs> see, let's... Is this a is this a good game design principle or bad game design principle to have so much stuff, like... To, like well, you have want... so much optional story that you can, like, find if you're really diligent, but, like, if you're just playing the game straightforward, you're going to miss all this stuff. I, I like that. It rewards people who who spend the time to explore things. Like when they try things and it's like, but oh, it actually like, worked. The game designers foresaw this. I feel thing. like right. the issue with this game is just that they don't make. Well, there's just a lot of padding. Uh, yeah, it well, doesn't make. See, you, don't, you don't want to explore it because it's so. Yeah, lame. I enjoyed exactly. exploring it. That... See, well, it's because you're lame. <laughs> I I did not enjoy like once you realize the layout of the house and you sort of understand the the mechanics of I just need to wander around and trigger certain cutscenes mm-hmm. to move on with the story. Like I didn't feel like I was being rewarded for exploring. It felt compulsory. Well, no, that was that was dumb. But I mean, just like having but stuff see, like the I, crypt I, that you can totally miss and not have it impact the right. game is cool. I mean, yeah, that that stuff is cool. Like it, I get that it's building atmosphere, mm-hmm. but I think that there needs to be a balance somewhere to where like. Well, yeah, you don't want to just have like, like vast s- sections of the game that you can totally skip over because it's like right. It needs to have because that means it just means it doesn't have like any purpose in like enriching the game if you can get along perfectly well about it. Well, yeah. So like for instance, like Zoltan killing a baby. Like mm-hmm. I had no context that there was even a dead baby except if it weren't for the like baby bubble cloud that was floating in the, mm-hmm. the third floor. That room. was so weird. Like, so like, can you explain that to the? And here's another home? here's another thing that bugs me is the fact that there was so much like throwaway stuff like mm-hmm. the bubble cloud that. No, explain that off. to the people who don't know. So there's a, there's a nursery upstairs on the third floor, and and nothing. This is like this is from the start of the game, so nothing weird has even happened yet. And you go to the third floor of the house, you go into the nursery, 
there's like a teddy bear and its head falls off when you pick it up and she's just like that's weird and you go over to the crib and there's this floating this big floating spook cloud making baby sounds she kind of touches it and she's like that's a little strange <laughs> she does she does i she doesn't like go talk to don about it or anything I, she's just like huh that's weird oh so there's like a giant cloud in their house the spoo- spoopy, yeah. spoopy ghost just... cloud. So why they did never... they did they not look at their house before they no, bought they, it? No, they bought it before they got there. The, the, what? There's a Who scene where you have to go yell at the real estate agent. And he's like, oh yeah, I forgot to give you this key. And then they use the key to unlock more of the house. That's terrible. So, on one hand, I appreciate that they were throwing in red herrings to build an atmosphere and mm-hmm. kind of generally creep you out. But I felt like more of it should have paid off to where at the end you're like oh that's what that was for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like the cloud in the crib for instance that had no like payoff well i mean it has the payoff if you're like getting all the story stuff i guess because it's sort of it's a piece to the like the they don't spell out absolutely everything what was the purpose of tell me what was the purpose of the baby well it's, it's just like part of the story right and then they don't tell you what happened you just go piece it together by finding the baby cloud and finding the you see, I'm a big fan of telling a story but, without telling a story, but it, this doesn't sound like they did it very well. Mm-hmm. See, so yeah, I'm saying, so Anton, what you're saying is for me to have known that Zoltan killed a baby, I would have had to go into the crypt and go look at the tombstone, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's... But see, I didn't even... It's mentioned in some other part of the game, and I don't remember what it is, if there's like a locket or if there's like a picture you look at, I don't remember... But he, he drowns yeah. the baby in the pond outside, and that's supposed to be, like, analogous to how Don kills the cat. It's, like, the first the first, first well, but, fatality. See, there was... I did see a cutscene where Adrian went and looked in the pond and saw a face. And oh, that confused, maybe that's that what confu- I was thinking. That confused me, because it didn't look like a face that... Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't look like any of the wives. Yeah. Was it, was it supposed to be the baby? I forgot about that. Probably, yeah, I think so. Okay. See, that was totally lost on me. I didn't even realize that baby killing was going on here. Mm-hmm. That's bad, why it's bad, M-rated, bad. man. No, so the bad. M-rated stuff is bad. Oh. <laughs> so there's a well, scene... I know. I'm being, I'm being sarcastic. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, so yeah. I felt like... Um, I felt like the wives dying cutscenes didn't... They're so gruesome and over the top and just... I don't know. I didn't feel like they added... I don't... Like, I'm fine with horrifying things if you have a good reason for them being in the story. Mm. This just seemed like shock value to me. Yeah, it was kind of over the top. They could have... It's like... They're just showing off their special effects and makeup. Right. Mm -hmm. It just seemed like... It was was, was over the top. I mean, yeah, it it did make me more creeped out, I guess. And the brain. (laughs) The funnel scene. That was the worst scene. (laughs) See, that was was the only one... the funnel scene? So he kills one of his wives by strapping them to a table and putting a funnel in their mouths and then <laughs> suffocating them by stuffing, like... Internal organs. In, into the funnel. Really? And you get to yes. watch it all. What? Oh, they don't that, cut away or anything. You watch this person choke to death by... Then there's another person he kills by spinning their head around with an elaborate contraption 360 degrees. And then another person gets an entire wine bottle shoved through their eye socket. It's like the Joker thing, but with a wine bottle instead of I, a pencil. Yeah, I thought I thought of that too from I the Dark Knight. Like, want to see a pencil disappear? 
you can title. Ta-da! You can title. That's how we can title this episode. I mean, hey, that he was a magician, so he's just trying to make the exactly. wine bottle disappear, and it didn't work. Oh, uh, who's the, how did the last one die? I don't even remember. Uh, somebody got uh, choked with um, with uh, mulch. Oh yeah, garden. he stabbed her in the mouth with a trowel. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous. I thought she choked to death on. Mulch. Oh, well, then he then he stuffs her full of mulch, and then you find her body wadded up in a pot. And then to react, I like how Adrian reacts to two of these visions, mm-hmm. and she gets like really upset and distraught. But then, like the other two, she's just like, eh, whatever. Uh-huh. Like, oh, it's like, <sighs> yeah, that was that was kind of gruesome. Um, the other thing, start at the start of chapter four is totally okay. not, totally unnecessary. That was bothering well, me. Well, see, okay, I actually felt the opposite way about this. <laughs> I felt like, well, okay, yes, it was tasteless. Yes, it was unnecessary. Uh-huh. But having it there, it did make me feel like you were getting a good grasp of Don losing his mind. Yeah. It had story purpose. And it, it, it does have story purpose, and it kind of... You, right. Characters actually doing character-y things, I guess. It was just... It was no, I mean, I... I, I don't think that it's a good thing to put into a game in general. <laughs> I think that it's it was you know not wholesome mm-hmm. and not good, but it did it did have a purpose. I'm just saying, I'm just saying totally... since it's there, yeah. yeah, since it's there and we have to deal with it, I I think yes, that did contribute to the story. Okay, I, did feel I think like that's fair. It did make me feel like Adrian was more alone and in a bad situation because they included this scene. Mm-hmm. That's if true. they just implied it or something, then I would have been like, man, whatever. Mm-hmm. Don's acting weird. Mm-hmm. The fact that they had the whole thing, it made you feel very uncomfortable and very unnerved. Mm-hmm. I, I got up and closed the blinds. I was like, I don't want the neighbors to see. <laughs> but I'm playing this unwholesome video game. <laughs> Maybe it was just the fact that I had heard so much about this. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't know that was going to be was in there. Does this game have a reputation? It was it was pretty infamous when it came out. It was it got kind of controversial. Like the entire country of Australia banned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know Australia. Are are you allowed? I guess you're allowed to do anything if you're in a country. Yep. Well, yeah. I think Australia is more sensitive about these things in general because I've heard of them banning other stuff too. Right. But like, I think Walmart didn't even carry the game or mm-hmm. something. It was pretty controversial. But yeah. Yeah. See, so I I had read about this, and I I envisioned in my oh. mind that it was a lot more offensive and like mm-hmm. explicit than it was. Okay. So when I actually got to it, it was like, well, that was more tame than I expected. Yeah. Like it was still bad, but it was not as bad as I was expecting. I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know it was coming. Tears. Tears. Tee hee hee. I'm trying to think um, if I had anything else like. I even talked about Adrian pulling the boards off the wall. That was my favorite part of the game. <laughs> it went on. Anytime Adrian decided to do home improvement, it was like we had to see every single second of it. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Roberta Williams was like, we this... paid for these boards of wood. We're going to see Adrian take the whole wall apart. Uh-huh. This old house. This old house. Yeah, just in general, there's a lot. So there's so many, like, scenes everywhere that I just got in the habit of skipping all of them. And at least once I skipped something, like, no, at least twice I skipped something probably important. Because I was just in the habit. Every time I'd go through a door, you'd watch, like, a 10-second cutscene of Adrian walking through the door, and then you see another 10-second cutscene of her coming out the other side. 
I just right. skipping constantly. I, I kind of got so in the habit the of just like. Let's see. I missed the cutscene where Cyrus pushes over a tree, and then I, I missed the cutscene where <laughs> Harriet's like, "We're out of here because Don's weird." Before she right. I missed that. Oh my goodness, that stupid tarot card reading scene that went on and on and on. I don't. I, don't, I think I missed this. I don't think I got my tarot card. Yet. <laughs> you didn't get the. You didn't get your tarot no. cards read. Was it great? Oh, it was like it was like a half hour segment of Harriet <gasps> reading your fortune yes. and it's being so ominous and ooh, something bad is going to happen. And Adrian I, just like, huh, well, that's weird. <laughs> I did like the, uh, the little fortune telling machine in the foyer. That was funny. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> it served, I, it's like every chapter you go and poke it, and then it does little little, it gives little you song, a different dance, and it gives you a spooky fortune. And it gets more and more ominous as the game goes on. So that's always what I do at right. the start of each chapter. So, so, like, so, oh, so I want to like, see what it has to say. It like goes right, from right. it goes from being like you're going to have a rough weekend to being like you're a dog and you are going to have a rough weekend. <laughs> well, so <laughs> it's like two, you're gonna die. <laughs> like chapter two, this fortune is like evil will walk again, <laughs> and then by the end of the game, it's like get out of the house, lady. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? The other thing I liked was checking the laptop because every every chapter oh, yeah. that would cycle so, around and be a creepy, creepy message. Explain, explain to me who was sending her these encrypted emails that had the creepy messages in them. I think it was ghosts. It wasn't. A, it wasn't supposed to be emails. It was just ghosts making strange text. There's all this garbly text, and it has like run away. Or had like little little yeah little bits of English or watch out. Or, mm-hmm. Okay, so since so that, you, that, you that were apparently picking up on, since you were apparently picking up on all the nuances that I missed, can you explain to me why in the middle of the game you walk back into the foyer and there's all this party noise? Like it sounds like people are having a party in the house. No, that was really creepy. I couldn't figure that out. I wonder if there that... wasn't something I missed because I ran into the kitchen because I was like, I'm gonna run away from the creepy noise. I don't want to die. Right. But then the music stopped. Also, in chapter two, it was randomly playing like marching music, and I never understood that either. Like when you, you can go back mind, into you the can foyer, turn on the piano, and it plays a little. No, it, no, 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 no. It wasn't the piano. It was like full blown MIDI, like marching music playing in the foyer. And Adrian's like, "Where's that music coming <laughs> oh, from?" Oh yeah, that's, that's just... what I was thinking of. Is there different music later? There, there were there were two different instances of this. In chapter two, it just randomly plays marching music. Yeah, in that's the, foyer. the one I heard. And then later on in the game, in one of the nighttime chapters. It's like it's playing like this dinner time party sound. Like you hear all these people chattering and it's playing like party Ooh. music. It's probably it's just sounds so weird. But it's like, it's like why? Uh, just See? for the spooks. I got spooked out by stuff like that. It was like, because I, I, I did not because I know this game is being kind of tasteless about things already. So I didn't trust mm-hmm. them to like not have a random random jump scares. So anytime I right. click on anything, I just be, or anything would be different from the way it was before. I'd just be like, "Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna jump scare me." Well, <laughs> yeah. So see, I the guess... thing is, I guess like, see, in my mind, I was comparing this to The Shining mm. because there's a lot of story similarities. Mm-hmm. And in fact, like the whole thing with her hearing ghostly noises of a of a party mm-hmm. that was like ripped directly out of The Shining. Ah, and okay. so in The Shining, all this stuff gets explained. And mm-hmm. you understand what the context is behind all these weird ghostly things. Mm-hmm. I guess I was waiting for the other shoe to fall with uh, a lot of this stuff. So it's like, why were there party noises? What was the point of the baby bubble cloud? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And then it just, it didn't... Like, I thought the ending was satisfying-ish for what it was. But it's mm-hmm. like, they just, it felt like they left a lot of plot threads hanging that didn't get explained. Yeah. I think that was partially because I was missing cutscenes. I missed cutscenes, too. So they had fun, too many fun fact. Cutscenes. 
there's a random rose you can pick up on the front lawn at the end of the game, and you can watch watch uh, Gaston and what's her face make out in the gazebo. Oh, I actually did get that cutscene. I didn't get that one. Was it was it was it hot? I don't know. <laughs> not really. There's also a cutscene you can see where Gaston gets. <laughs> like you're, you're actually judging whether or not. It was I, I didn't see it. I, I, oh. saw, I saw that it existed. There's also a cutscene in one of the upstairs rooms where uh, Gaston is sitting in a chair, and then you can see the secret wall panel open up behind him, and Zoltan jumps out and grabs him and pulls him into the wall. I'm trying to remember if I saw that or not. It's like his his face is all burned and he's all bandaged up, so he looks creepy already. So that was a pretty good cutscene. Oh. I like that one. Yeah, I think I did see that. I I was happy that all the mirrors paid off because there's so many mirrors in the house, and every time you click on oh. one, you get like a 30 second cutscene of Adrian looking in the mirror. I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, but the, 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 that kind of paid off because you get to so, look in okay, the okay, okay. scoop show. Listen, here's something else that never paid off that that electric chair. Oh the yeah. Room. No, what was that, that for? That's the, that was the funnel chair. Oh, so then why did it shock her? I, well, because it was also his electric chair. There's some. What? what where was that? <laughs> was that no, okay, yeah. If you're reading his saying. his magic show flyer in the in the downstairs room, it talks about his his super electric chair or something. Okay, I guess I just wasn't paying enough attention to what was going on. Can we talk about that hallway, like that goes from the foyer into that room with the fireplace? I like that was like oh. one of my favorite rooms in the game because it had all these curtains and it was like, what is this hallway? Why does it have so many curtains? It was like yeah, something going to jump out weird. and get me. That's, that's so weird. Or the fact their foyer has all these giant evil-looking statues <clears throat> and they just kind of move in, right? And don't like they don't question. Think, they don't think it's weird. So uh-huh. okay, was, was there any point to the absinthe in the bar in the foyer? There's no point to the absinthe, as far as I know, or to the red ring in Zoltan's cabinet, or the or hand the or, three... the, or the handcuffs in the cellar, like in the secret right. cellar room. Okay, or that this well. is the kind of stuff I'm. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's lots of random had... stuff that's like this is probably important for a puzzle, but nope, it's right, not. and then it just never pays off. It feels like they had a bigger game in mind, and then it and then they ran out of money. Like... Yeah, they, just kind of they ran out of CD-ROMs. Like this is why you don't. The way this is why the, you don't base the, your entire game yeah. budget on a dumb gimmick. Basically, the way Chapter Seven was structured, it felt like there should have been like if you knew what you were doing, you can get all the items to do Malcolm's magic formula and save Don. Right, right. But they just didn't make the cut. This is what it felt like. Because it yeah, feels like I, a bad I was, ending. I was really you steal confused. away the de- demon, and then all you get is kind of Adrian walking away from the house, looking scarred. Right. Yeah, let's talk about the ending. That was <laughs> after the demon goes away. I was mm-hmm. just like, "That's it." She just yeah. wanders away from the house. It was, and then then we yeah. had to go to the totally unwarranted credits music. Mm-hmm. It was like the Journey ripoff. Don't stop believing. <laughs> Don't stop believing. That's really unfitting for a horror movie. I, it was that. so out of place, and I was just like, "You did not earn this song for whatever mm-hmm. the song is worth." You, this is not appropriate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get this out of my face. It felt like they had fun while they were filming it, though. Oh, yeah, right. Th- that's so, the other thing. How could if you, you not? If you, go, if so you go look up interviews with the cast from Phantasmagoria, the guy who plays Don is constantly complaining about whoever was directing him, telling him that his arm was, like, going through the wall. Or, like, <laughs> or like his, like he was... He's constantly com- complaining about the blue screen limitations, about mm-hmm. how, like, oh, your arm's in the living room now, or mm-hmm. stuff like that. <laughs> I'm impressed they could tell, like, while they were filming. Right. Well, like, 
going back to the technology side of this, like if you watch some of their behind the scenes videos, it's pretty impressive like how how much effort they put into like mm-hmm. making sure that like there were there was like blue like blocky furniture where the the eventual huh. computer models were going to go and they actually had like a live feed going so mm-hmm. that they could see the actors matted onto the the computer background on a TV monitor while they were filming. That's cool. Which was just like wow. Yeah. Yeah. So so there were parts that bugged me, but I kind of liked it overall. Like if you get past the M-rated stuff, I thought it was. Well, if you if you were to give it a letter rating, what would you give this game? I don't know. I would give it probably a C. Yeah. It wasn't an absolutely abysmal experience (laughs) because it wasn't hard enough for me to get angry at it. So I, right. I, it was like watching a cheesy horror movie. Yeah. I, I'm going to rate this game a D because <laughs> For dumb. I agree that it wasn't very hard. Mm-hmm. But like where I did run into puzzles, it felt like I was banging my head against a wall. Yeah, that, like there were there were very few satisfactory puzzles where it's like, I'm glad I solved that. <laughs> Most of the time it was just like for me, that's every it. adventure game. I'm never glad I solved anything. The nail puzzle is really dumb. Right, the I... nail puzzle, the, the the thing with the matches, like the mm-hmm. whole ending sequence where you had to run around the house and pick up things and hope that Don didn't like trap you. Mm-hmm. It just like there, it was, it was there were a lot of frustrating moments for me. The mm-hmm. acting was really bad. Aww. I I just felt dirty after playing this game. It yeah. was just like very. But at the end, at the end when I turned it off, it just was very unsatisfying. Like yeah, that's true. No, was you just feel, not, felt like you could have been a lot time. better things. Like I, I needed to go on. take a shower or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I I I am impressed with like what it was as a technological achievement. Like that's to me that's still impressive what they were able to pull off in 1995. Mm-hmm. Like the scope of it is impressive, mm-hmm. and what the the amount of work they put into it is impressive. Yeah. The, the execution just didn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a dumb game, but maybe enjoyable in a, in a weird way. If yeah, really it's want, like... I don't know. If you're like, like in an I don't me... care mode. I was kind of in an I don't yeah. care mode. Where I, was just, I didn't care about hints, and I just hinted everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe it's because I was, I was trying to actually play and enjoy the game. I It's sort of mm-hmm. like... If you sat down to actually try and enjoy Plan Nine from Outer Space, Control mm-hmm. Two, yeah, you're like actually, you're just, you're just gonna get frustrated. But mm-hmm. if you kind of kick back and say, "This is really stupid," I'm just gonna laugh at this. Then, mm-hmm. you know, you're my, you'll get a lot more mileage out of yeah. it. I guess that's probably uh, yeah. That sounds, seems about right. I did enjoy so, that after you release the blue demon, that he will come and rip your face in half. That was fun. Oh yes, that was my favorite death sequence. Mm-hmm. Just oh, because it's so ridiculous. Does it look like up. your face is getting ripped They built in half? A, a fake Adrian face with like blood shooting out and everything just so they could like pull it apart with like invisible string and then <laughs> animated in demon hands ripping her face in half. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty disgusting, but satisfyingly so. Like uh-huh. it was just it was just like schlock horror kind of yeah. stuff where it was like it was obvious that it was fake and it was really over the top. Also, I I mean this sounds really bad to say this, but it was like Adrian's head getting sliced open by the machine. I also was like, that's really stupid and gross. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like, the, was it, like, is it satisfying to have this dumb character you had to play all this time finally get killed or something? 
Well, I don't know. It was a little cathartic because nothing happens for six chapters, and then finally something uh-huh. really violent and gross happens. And you're like, well, uh-huh. bath time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I kind of, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, I I didn't like it because it was kind of gross, but it was also it was it wasn't realistic enough for me to really. Yeah, like I was, I was genuinely repulsed by all the wife flashbacks. But like, anytime Adrian got killed, it was just like that looks really dumb. This is funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the so, it sounds like the worst game ever. But that's just, <laughs> yeah, just just from what I'm hearing about it right now. We'll just we'll like put that the in the worst. description. This sounds like the worst game ever, Alex. <laughs> I'm just I'm just being honest. You're describing no, it's, how it's, it's like pretty, it's pretty it takes bad. a long time. It's really gross. And hey. it's like hey, it's like the only fun thing about the grossness is that finally something's happening, which mm, is not a good right. thing. You never want in like a game. You never want it to be like I was happy with this dumb thing because finally something was happening. Like, that's hey, not how st- you play games. Still better than Leisure it's Suit like... Larry. <laughs> when are we gonna review that? <laughs> no, no, no. In 2064. No. Yeah, okay. Right after we do um, Read Only Memory. Yes. Read whatever that other game was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Read Only Memory. Uh, that, that I, I don't really have anything else to say fan- about Phantasmagoria. No, I've had, I've had my say. <laughs> I'm pretty much done ranting. A resounding. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of anything else to ask about it. Yeah, yeah. There's not too much more to say. I don't I'm I'm not really I like I was morbidly curious about this game going into it. Mm-hmm. But now that it's done I can say, well, that was a thing. I have no interest in playing the sequel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, we gotta play it next Halloween. I, I Googled the sequel. It looks like it's even more like controversial shock value stuff than the first game. Yeah, right. It kinda actually I read the synopsis of the plot for the second game and it kinda makes the first game sound tasteful. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, oh, that's, not, that's not a good thing. It's titled "A Puzzle of Flesh," so you kind of know what you're right. And into. then the box art is this guy ripping his chest open, and there's all this like glowing flesh coming out of like the gaping <laughs> hole in his body. Uh huh. So fun times. <laughs> that sounds great. So, let's let's play that. No, no, because next month we've got another game on the roster to play. Huh? We we've got to play. The Nintendo DS classic, da, 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 da. nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh... and, and we're we're going to play this in honor of it being our ninth episode of Threepcast. Yes, mm-hmm. and in um... honor of Phil for being awesome. Yeah, we can bring Phil yes. back to consult uh-huh. on his <laughs> his most favorite this. game. He actually likes it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it a lot too. I have played. You, it. I thought you thought you hated it. Well. So just just as, just as a preview. For, oh yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, yeah. It's not, it's it, not spoiled. It is a game that you will love, and then you will hate it a lot, and then you will love it after you're done hating it. After you're done hating it, like you don't stop hating it until like you finish the game, and then a couple of weeks pass, but then then you like it again. Then you make other people play it, and this is how this game has become known. Mm-hmm. So. I think I'm the only one in the group who hasn't played this game. Is that right? Alex hasn't played it. Okay. Yeah. I, so I just heard people are rant about it, so I have a general idea of what I'm getting into. Right. So yeah, um, this is going to be a new one for me. I've I've never heard of this game before. Phil brought it up. 
I had played similar games on the DS that were kind of like anime, interactive novel adventure games, but mm-hmm. I've, I haven't played this one, so I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm fine with hating it for a while if I do actually come back to liking it, because that didn't happen for me for Phantasmagoria. <laughs> okay. That's, that's fair. <laughs> also, just so... if you're going planning to play, or you, you listeners are planning to play it before the next episode, there is an, a spoiler-free flowchart existing to help you get all the endings, which is kind of a pain to do normally. Right, I may have to resort to that yeah. if I can't figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. Just, just so... FYI, fun facts. But it's a pretty good game. Phil and I liked it. You'll like it too. Yeah, it's also M-rated, <laughs> but it's mostly for swears. There's kind of blood, but it's not. It's not kind as of? Uh, it's not as in your face. Well, so it's pretty in your face. But it does it in a more tasteful way than Phantasmagoria. For whatever <laughs> that's worth. Right. So, um, if you out there listening have also played Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, and you want to comment on it, feel free to send in some feedback, either written or MP3, to podcast at rudewayfilms.com, and we will, yeah. regurg- we will regurgitate your thoughts on the next episode. <laughs> And then that we'll was, send you our else. eternal gratitude. Our eternal gratitude. Your your name will live on in infamy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, one more thing before we go. Mm-hmm. Alex. Yeah. Do you remember several episodes ago that you said, or Anton said, somebody said that we needed to add a new segment called Adjectives with Alex. <laughs> Where you just sit there and read adjectives. Well, you're going to read us some adjectives. (gasps) Yeah. And the goal here. How am I? How am I? Where am I reading them from? I'm going to send them to you. Okay. You need to see how many adjectives you can read in 60 seconds. (gasps) Are you Are you ready? Uh, You gotta give me a second. Hold on. How many of these can you get through? (sighs) Tell me when. I'm getting to Skype. Okay. <laughs> what is this? Are you ready? Uh, I can't see them all. You can we'll scroll. just scroll down. I, mean, I, I know, I know, but even after I scroll down, I can't see them all. Scroll my. Man. Well, they only go that. They're they're only go. Well, you should scramble these. Somehow. Yeah, they're alphabetized. That's boring. Gosh, that's gonna take too much time to scramble. Uh, all right, fine. I'll scramble it myself. <gasps> okay. See how many you can get in in sixty seconds. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one, go. Admirable, brisk, broken, bronze, coordinated, corrupt, costly, courageous, crafty, crazy, oh, creamy, creative, dim-witted, disloyal, dismayal, embellished, eminent, emotional, empty, Enchanted, uncharted, flippant, flimsy, enormous, forced, bright, brave, adored, affectionate, fond, foolhardy, enlightened, dim. Hold on. Actual, active. Adept. Aged. Okay, done. Yay! That was the best minute I've ever spent. 
Uh, I lost count because the audio was kind of cutting out. It was uh-huh. around 37, I think. Well, see, I, had to, I, I wasn't sure if I was reading ones that I already read. That doesn't count. Oh, man, we'll, yeah. have, to, we'll I... have to send it into the review board. <laughs> right. For Alex's adjectives. Yes. So, anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the greatest. That was quite delightful. Quite delightful. A, a nice little palate cleanser after Phantasmagoria. <laughs> um, so yeah, we will see you guys next month with 999 for our ninth episode. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, pretty so, much. Uh, but, so don't play Phantasmagoria anyway. is, the, is the message. That's the message here. Don't play anyway. it, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> so yes. Um, so we will see you guys next time. Uh, I'm I'm Elliot. I'm Anton. I'm Alex. And this was Threepcast. Stay frosty, friends. Remember, your life being given for Mother Russia is the greatest achievement. We we had a saying on episode one that Phil didn't always say. Yeah, we had this conversation last time. Keep keep Threepin or something. Keep, keep adventuring. Keep mm. it keep it dreeping, friends. Bye. 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 But that was like the best best podcast you've ever listened to. That was it's certainly the longest one yet. Really? We had a lot to say, yeah, a lot to complain we're about. At, we're at an hour forty five minutes. Yay. Oh gosh. Complaining is the best. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Did you, oh, did gosh. you guys stop recording? Oh gosh. 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 Oh, gosh.